Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Guys, again, I reiterate, these are fun shows to do when Auburn basketball wins the game. A much-needed game against Tennessee. Uh, Mike G, you were there, right? I was there. Talk about the environment, sir. Uh, Yeah, I was a little worried before the game because um, the student line was not looking strong. And as Bruce Pearl noted, it was spring break and a lot of people went spring breaking. Uh, However, about an hour before the game, the students started to fill in and that student section was was packed. Um, You know, they they did everything they could to pack the stadium. There was a plea made to fans. If you wanted to go see an Auburn game this year, but home game, but could not afford it, this was your game. You missed an opportunity if you didn't go um, because tickets were super affordable. Uh, and fans showed up. Uh, you know, I you know had a friend who took his son to his first Auburn basketball game yesterday. I was praying for a win for him. Uh, they delivered, and the environment was, I mean, it was great, but guys, like, you could feel, like, the tension. It was palpable, you know, near the end of the game because everyone was waiting for Auburn to implode. <laughs> And it just didn't happen yesterday. Uh, not only did they stop Tennessee from scoring down the stretch, but they found scoring down the stretch mm-hmm. to seal the win. Um, it was I. It felt like a different Auburn team yesterday. Uh, there was lots of hustle out there, but I'm I can't help but think, man, when Wendell goes eight for fourteen, this is a hard team to beat. This is a really, really hard team to beat when Wendell goes eight for 14. Uh, So, you know, he was out there making plays. Uh, You know, they closed the rebounding gap over the last part of the game. Because they were getting out rebounded by 11. Like, Tennessee was like plus 11 at one point. I'm pretty sure they finished like one rebound up for the game. So uh, they definitely closed that gap significantly from where it was. And just made shots. You know, Jalen Williams, they had Auburn have four players, guys, in double digits. Right. The the worst of which was Alan Flanagan, and he shot 45% from the field. Yeah. Five total. 
right? Can you can we come on, man? Like this will be a hard team to beat in March now. This is gonna sound like a super sunshine pump. And I may be just riding the high of yesterday's great weather and like uh the, an Auburn win. But if they play like this defensively and they get guys to step up, they get three guys in in, in double-digit scoring and some scoring from other people. This is not a team anybody really wants to see in March. It's not. This is not a team, like, this is not a team you can go in realistically, like, exclude the Kentucky blowout because that was anomalous. That was the outlier, right? But when you look at all the close games that Auburn has lost, this is not a team you want to play (laughs) in March. There there is no team in the SEC right now save Kentucky that I think is just, I mean, we saw it on the court. They just absolutely Mm -hmm. destroyed Auburn. But every other team in this conference, Auburn has given fits the entirety of a game. Hell. Hell. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Auburn has a whole ass song about it. So, like, you know, to (laughs) me, it's this is about basketball in March is, is about runs. It's about streaks. It's about getting hot at the right time. And. I, after one game, <laughs> given the totality of their like last eight games, it's hard to say, oh, they're getting hot. Look what they did to Tennessee because right. they were out. Zakai Ziegler, um, that can't yeah. be understated. Yeah. Now, listen, Vescovi was out there scoring. Yeah. I, I mean, but they, I, they, pl- they played him with Zakai Ziegler the first time. And it was still a three-point game. Barely barely three point game. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and on the road. Right. And on the road. So, you know, when I'm looking and at we it didn't have Cardwell time, either time. Right. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, Carwell didn't play either time. So, you know, um, uh, I pointed out on my Twitter this morning that Zepp Jasper turned in one of the best defensive stretches we've seen from any basketball player ever on a player who was hot. Yeah, he was killing it. Right, Vescovi was coming off them screens, picking and popping. He was all over the place. He was making plays. He was dishing. And then Zepp Jasper just bought him a ticket to Hawaii. It was like, hey, bro. (laughs) You can go on vacation now. No more tomorrow for you. <laughs> right? I was like, man, it was it was impressive. I thought it was impressive to watch. Um, and at the end of the game, it was 72-65. And the student section is swag surfing. And even then, it felt a little premature, but something was different. So if you were in the state, if you were in Neville yesterday, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it just felt different yesterday. It felt different. This was a, this was a game they had to have. There was no escaping it. Bruce Pearl said it. This is do or die. You can't. You know how you, you get the standard guys. Well, you know, you know, no one game doesn't make our season. No, this game was going to make your season or break it. And they made it. So I, I'm I'm real I'm really impressed with the performance that they were able to turn in yesterday. I felt like Bruce Pearl himself had a better plan down the stretch for the team. And guys showed up and did their jobs, right? Uh, Alan Flanagan was a shot maker yesterday. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about Auburn's front court. Yeah, I mean, man, the, the, come the on. The front court is, as a whole played mm-hmm. amazingly. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned. I, I like the last thing I'll say before I turn back over to you guys is um, the Janai Broom and one should have been an and one. I did not like the officials' yeah, explanation. I, I agree. Yeah. With I did not like it. They're saying because he lost control of the ball. It was no longer a single shot motion, but I, I'm sorry, I just, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't, I didn't understand that explanation. I thought it should have been an and one. He was fouled in the act of shooting, right? And 
and the ball went up before he hit the ground and went through the basket. Count that. That's 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 a nail one. They got that wrong, if you ask me. So they they get everything wrong. So I'm not, you know, refs. Now I didn't. No, I didn't think. I did not think officiating was an issue yesterday. No, it wasn't the major issue. Let, let me reword that. They get stuff wrong frequently every game. Right, right. But it wasn't yeah. like Auburn was being affected by whistles. No, right. in Bama games, they get all the calls correct because Bama Bama players. I mean, excuse me, Bama fans told me after our game that you shouldn't whine about the refs. Get over it and take your L. So, and they must it, listen. It happens in every game. So, why are you complaining about it? Right, mm-hmm. right. right, Bama well, fans, remember that. Well, it happened because you yesterday. didn't get screwed at all in the ten, in Texas A and M game, right? Yeah, yeah. A and M got nut ass. They got, yeah, they got no. it. A <laughs> and M just beat you. Take <laughs> your L. That yeah. right? Yeah, take right. that L. Take okay. that L. It was definitely a foul on Brandon mm. Miller. It's medicine. One hundred percent. Like crap, Ike. That you giving mm. him that. That's you I, just, that's what yeah. I was told. I was told yeah. that you shouldn't complain about the refs. Don't mm-hmm. leave it up to the refs. Win the ball game, and you shouldn't have any problems. Stop whining and take your. That's what I was told. I was told I was whining because I was pointing out things that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So, refs have no impact on games whatsoever. Right. Stop whining and take your. Oh, is what I was told. A bad t- bad time of year to start a losing streak if you're Bama. <laughs> Real bad time of the year. They they are looking more and more like we looked last year. Mm-hmm. It, which is yeah, you built that that regular season win cash early and then you're just yeah. struggling game after game to get back. I mean, they had to fight tooth and nail and travel to get a win against the worst God. league, the worst team in the league. And and ever since then, it's been fighting against Arkansas, three-point lead, for them to beat us, which honestly, talent-wise, this is why we can talk about coaching and the job Bruce Pearl has done. Talent-wise, we shouldn't have been able to play a team if they're really that good, as good as they want to believe they are to an overtime win. Like, we had the last shot in that game. They shot terrible from three for that game. On the road. Yeah. On the road. We were on they the road. They did everything needed to, to lose that game. Right. Guys, am I, am I crazy in thinking that this Bama team could get bounced in the second round of this tournament? No. Like, no. That's not crazy to think. The right, they get think, the wrong yeah. draw, they're going to lose. Right. They're going to, yeah. I just feel like for, again, a like a shooting team, they are, they, they, can, go, they can go get cold at the wrong That's time. Scary. And I don't know, man. I can see this team exiting in the second round of the tournament. This is just me. I don't think there are no freebies in the in the in the big dance. None. Yeah. You know, getting a one seed is as close to a freebie as you're going to get. But man, even some of them teams, ask Virginia, it can happen. It yeah. can happen. You go cold at the wrong time, you could be the next next number one seed to go down to sixteen. Nothing would warm my heart, guys. Like, listen, nothing would hey, make hey. my day. It would cure me of lupus. To see, <laughs> to see Bama go down to the 16th seed. Hey, I guys. would be healed. I would be healed. Say it together. Let's do it. Hey, 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 because Auburn's Auburn's backcourt had a total of 31, Wendell accounting for a majority of those points. Mm-hmm. But the front court, Broom, Jay Will, uh, and and Flanagan 
turned in a really good game, man. And this this is one of these is one of the performances that you need from those guys for sure. Mm, yeah. So talk about the importance of 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 their play. It's just uh, for me with those three guys more than anybody else. It's confidence in taking shots. Um, and that starts with, I think, Jalen Williams just being in a position to say, you know what? I can score. Let me just go out here and score. Let me go get a bucket. Uh, you know, and shooting the ball confidently. Janai Broom doesn't lack confidence. I think um, it's incumbent upon him to get touches, right? Like to get things where, in his mind, they intended the ball to come to my, come in my direction and I go and get a bucket and score. Mm-hmm. And then for Alan Flanagan, um, for him, his confidence is different, right? Like, Jay Will struggles to get the confidence to take the shots. Flanagan doesn't have a problem taking shots, right? Like, he'll take right. shots throughout games. I think for him, he just needs to see a, a bucket, right? Like, he needs he needs the confidence of knowing, okay, I made one. Okay, yeah. I can make a second one, right? I, okay, all right, cool. Like, he, he get, he's a rhythm kind of guy when it gets into that sort of thing. Um, so it's different for those three guys uh, in, in how they produce their confidence, um, but when they are confident and taking shots confidently, uh, it's difficult to be able to defend because who do you stop in that instance, right? Like, mm. you know, I, I've always talked about being multifaceted offensively. And when I talked about that, typically I'm talking about somebody in the backcourt and someone in the front court. But if you got your three front court guys who are all confidently taking and making shots, yeah, I'd, again, you know, I get it, sunshine. Pump. It's hard to beat a team that's confident in, t- in in how they're approaching you offensively, especially when that team's already good defensively. Mm. If they're going to be good on defense and then they become more confident offensively, very difficult team to beat. Yeah, I you know Jalen Williams especially, right? Yeah. You know, in terms of confidence in shot taking, right? I mean, he is very confident in his three ball right now. Um, and I'm just double checking the stats here because I was a little shocked. It felt like it felt like to me that he hit like three, even though he went one for five from three point range. Like it's, I mean, he that's how confidently he was taking those shots. You know, it felt like uh, you know, he he was um it felt like he was just on. And then that little floater that he's got in the lane, mm-hmm. that little Right. When that's hitting, his game is super dangerous. Yeah. Right. It's a really hard shot to block and it gives Auburn a presence down there in the paint for a team that lacks size. Right. And for a guy like him to go in and hit those floaters, I think it opens things up for his teammates if he wants to kick it back out. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, and then you got you. I mean, the confidence that Wendell Green got from the three at the end of the first half as well, too. Like. I mean, just the corner three, he gave the dude a pump fake, put it down. And if you just saw the look in his on his face, he had to look in his eyes, Caesar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, after he missed that shot, he, you know, he kisses the three to the crowd. And it, it was, you know, instead of being down seven, you're down four going into the half. And I felt like, ooh, man, you know, these shots, those are the shots that Auburn was having hit on them earlier in the season. Right. And they put it on Tennessee, and I thought it gave them a lot of confidence and momentum going into the second half. Like, the uh, the, the the crowd went nuts, right? And it gave a lot of energy back to the crowd. Can't say enough about the crowd again, keeping this team going uh, uh, during stretches where it felt like they, were, they, they could implode. Yeah. Right, because they weren't really pulling away for most of the second half. But like, yeah, I I think it's a good point. Ike's making about like the confidence in the shots that they're taking. Yeah, 
regardless of bakes or misses, they are shooting very they look different. They don't look timid when they're pulling those jump shots from from deep. Yeah. Flanagan especially, man. And, like and I, this is the fourth straight game they've hit at least eight or more threes. So low key, low, low, low key. Auburn's turned into a good three-point shooting team over these last like five or six games. It's like, yeah. low key. Like I know we've struggled from three all season, but our percentages are way up over this. Are last just the shots just game. falling? Like what's different? I think it's it it goes back to just confidently shooting the basketball, mm-hmm. man. I think that they huh. ha- they said to themselves, you know what? We can't we can't win unless we go get buckets. Right. I gotta let it fly. The only person who I feel like still hasn't really found it at any point in time is Wendell. For whatever reason, he still hasn't found his three point shot consistently. Mm-hmm. But as a team, so number one, they're taking better threes. So let me start mm-hmm. right there. We're not right. forcing up a bunch of like dumb looks. Like most of the three, if you go back and watch the film on the three point shots we're taking. A lot of them are wide open looks like they're very good looks that are coming out of rotation or they're coming in transition. They're taking good looks. And so Mm -hmm. you're going to shoot a higher percentage. If you can shoot, you're going to shoot a higher percentage when you're taking good looks. You're not forcing up a bunch of stuff late in the shot clock. I think the only person who I'm okay with taking like a bunch of contested stuff besides Jalen, because I think Jalen can just shoot flat, flat out shoot. No, not even KD. I wasn't going to say. I'm not going to say Alan Flanagan because for whatever reason, that yeah, rise he, up he three can, that he, he shoots yeah, at, that's, in rhythm, that's hard, that's hard. step back. Yeah, he's got that's like a when step he shoots at his yeah. best. He right. does, like he, catch and shoots not really his thing. It is usually some sort of rise up off of a step back, and he shoots it really well in rhythm. Um, so he's a guy that you're okay with shooting that shot a little bit more consistently. Um, but yeah, it's just they're 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 sharing the ball really well. Um, and they're taking better shots. And so it's improved the percentages that they're going to shoot from the distance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, you know, for the rec- for record's sake, right. Um, they went um, from, you know, from the box score, Auburn went um, from three point land against Kentucky. They went seven of 21, mm-hmm. right. They went 12 of 20 versus Bama. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went uh, eight of 22 last night against Tennessee. Right, so, so you know, I mean, a thirty-three percent of better is is it's, it's pretty good for, good this, for team. this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good for this team. Yeah. By the way, Kentucky is shooting out of their freaking mind right now. Yeah, they they hitting they hitting a run. They they're getting hot at the right time. Kentucky looks stupid. I I hate the fact that we look like we're gonna have to play them in the SEC tournament. Yeah, fire Calipari already, and just <laughs> you know, what I mean, he's That's gonna save his job. He's pulling his right his now. Gus right now. This is his Gus run right uh, now. I think any talk of him having to save his job is completely ridiculous. I mean... I why? Why? Why is that ridiculous? No, I, th- I think your fans are spoiled. Spo- I think your fans are spoiled. Right? I think your fans are spoiled. Sorry, we're not here to talk about Coach Cal. We're here yeah, to talk about really, our coach. We're, we're, we'll we're we'll get to Coach Cal another time. <laughs> morning <laughs> drop. Morning drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be a good morning drop. Mm-hmm. All right. All just, right. It's a rally for a couple of Kentucky fans. Tastes, tastes like a skate beat. <laughs> 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 I was showing for the goal. I dropped that on you, and then Ike was like, no. I'm like, yes, that's teamwork. Last, teamwork last teamwork. week, it was me It was me uh, pivoting us away from that. Now it's Ike. <laughs> B, 
Let's talk about your boy Leor. Yeah, mm. you know. Yeah, that, you that is know your when boy, that, I knew we were gonna win this game. This this is actually your boy this time, though. This, <laughs> this ain't is, like other times. This is, this with, is with your Spencer boy Rattler being I'll, your boy. This I'll is your boy me. for real. <laughs> you know how yeah. teams have that that player that like okay when he has this type of production, then they usually end up winning. That's what not kind production. Of production do you have, it's not production with Leor. He had that dunk. Did he have any other shots made? No, I didn't think so. I don't know the answer to that no, question. I'm, I'm going to say no off the he top. He played some of my decent head. defense. He played some decent. Yeah, I mean, he was good. Leor Berman like, was one of three from the field, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was just a dunk. Yeah, he had a three blocks. Okay, well, you know yes. what's what's wild is I what was made looking, him hesitant on the second three that he should have taken. But anyway, continue. Was mm-hmm. it wait? Was it Bama? Um, well, you Ike was there. Or yeah, it was a Bama game. Bama yeah, game, and he was like, <laughs> "Yo, I'm watching warm ups." And Lee, you're just 360 windmill in the warm up line. I was like, what? 360 windmill. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, what? I'm exaggerating like a mother. But he was like, hey, yo, Lee, can get up a little bit. <laughs> nah, listen, Lee, has bounced, bro. Like, I did. I, I, listen, Lee, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, I didn't know. I didn't know, bro. Like, because I've, I've been at a bunch of games and watched warm ups. I've seen him dunk before, but it always looked like, oh, okay, Lee, could dunk. But during the warm-ups at Bama, I was like, wait a minute. He just two-hand that joint, like, easy. And then he came up again. He windmilled. I said, what? <laughs> what man drug test this man immediately? What is happening? <laughs> he said, Leor, uh, Aaron Gordon Berman. This is, is uh, his real name. <laughs> nah, he, so, M- McClung has inspired him. Right. This, this know, happened. Right. He's just like, no, I, I got this. <laughs> but, I mean, so when you have that type of... First, so there are a lot of things going on yesterday. First of all, we knew that this was our... This is our last chance to absolutely punch the ticket. We knew that. Everybody knew that. Bruce knew that. He talked about it. We talked about how much the fans were needed. I remember uh, I was seeing Zepp doing an interview, and he was like, we need y'all. We, we know it's spring break, but we need y'all to come out. Not only was it spring break and the last chance to punch a ticket guaranteed, otherwise you have to make a deep run in the tournament. You can't just beat bad teams that you've already beaten and say, oh, yeah, you deserve that. We needed a quad one win. This was the last guaranteed quad one win on our schedule. So we had to have it. And it was senior night. And I know a lot of people kind of overlook um, how how emotional football games, football teams, they do play emotional, much more in college than the pros. But basketball is extremely emotional. I mean, you see the emotion from guys when when they lose and they're down or when they're having a bad game. You can see it from... Or when from, they don't get fouled and somebody's trying to, like, get the ball from out of bounds, they turn around and throw the ball off of them. You see them get emotional. Yeah. Real emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sensitive is what I would call that. But um, <laughs> you see how much it, it means to these teams when, again, I'm always give you the betting perspective. There could be a team that is, I don't, let's say they're fifth or sixth in their conference, and there's a team that's first or second. And the team that's fifth, fifth or sixth, they lose to the better team at the better team's house. That next game is like a revenge game because they're like, they circle this stuff on their calendar, man. They know, listen, man, they embarrassed me that time. You know what? Even to the point, Ike made this point when we were talking about a couple football players. They were like, uh, I think we interviewed Zach Calzada going into the 2022 season. And he said, I want to see Arkansas. At Texas A&M, when he was the quarterback, they played Arkansas and they throttled Texas A&M. And he was like, of of the games he's looking forward to this year at Auburn, now obviously it didn't work out. He was looking forward to Arkansas. Why? Because they embarrassed him. They made him look stupid. And mentally, he was ready to play them again to have his get back. In football, you got to wait a whole year and something to get that. In basketball, yeah. you just got to wait a couple weeks. I'm going back there. Look how good we played in our second game against Texas A&M. Again, yeah. we played well enough to win that game. We got beat at home. We were like, we're not that bad. Texas A&M is not 
that much better than us. And we got something back for that. Senior day is a lot of that. It's it's exercising all the demons from a rough, you know, February that we had. It's a lot of these players last time playing on this floor. And these players love Auburn, man. They come here, they enjoy themselves, whether they were major contributors or not. We had all that working for us. Now, Leo Berman, I don't think he's a senior. But man, yes. is he a senior? A yeah, I think he is. Okay. This was going to be his me, last let time? Let me verify, but continue. Okay. Well, if it is, this is his last time playing on the floor. And if even if it's not, this is all these guys' last time playing on this floor. It meant something to them. We weren't going to lose again to a team that you could rightly argue we played yeah, well enough to... Okay, so he is a senior. We played mm. well enough to beat Tennessee the first time. You don't think they wanted that back to write, to correct that mistake of letting it come down to a three-point game and not getting a good final shot off or not getting a call or whatever? They wanted this. And to... to like you, Ike said, and we're saying they have been playing better the last few games. They've been bringing better effort, I think, the last four games, the last two weeks. So once Leo Berman got that dump, I was like, that's it. That's the emotional lift that we needed. That's the emotional payoff that I thought um, would – that that was my indicator. I actually bet Auburn on the live line. Once we were down like six right before the last shot at the half, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we we definitely win in this game. <laughs> um, to, to Brian's point about senior, you know, senior night or senior afternoon, um, in the pregame, in the like the, before the game uh, earlier in the week, Zepp Jasper made an, an emotional plea mm-hmm. to fans to show up and was like, "We need y'all, right?" Um, because they gave us, uh, I think they gave us Leor Zepp and. Um, Jalen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, these guys, man, this is possibly their last game in Neville. Now, Bruce Pearl was kind of put it, he, he kind of let it slip, like, man, I hope these guys come back. Um, <laughs> he didn't let that was intentional, <laughs> right? That was that was 100% intentional. He was trying to make yeah. it known, I want some these, of guys, these guys to return, guys to return yeah. right? Yeah, so, um, it sounds like there are not a whole lot of guys on this team, if any, that he wants to go test their NBA prospects, which is new for him. Um, but he, you know, I thought, I thought it meant something. I think this being senior night really meant something in this game. Uh, I think that's a good point B's making. There was a little extra emotion behind this mm-hmm. uh, in the pregame when they were announcing the seniors and their parents were out there with them. And Bruce Hurl, Pearl was, hey, man, I might be hugging these guys for the last time on this court. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was just it was I thought it, I thought it added a little extra something to the game um, in the pregame accolades, you know, uh, or the pregame, you know, things that happened. So. Uh, everything kind of aligned for Auburn, I thought, you know, from a technical standpoint and from an emotional standpoint to go out and win this game. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, really, I thought the stars aligned for them. Good friend of the show, Joe Kyle, says, AU men's basketball is like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates this year. You Facts. never know what you're going to get. Let's hope we saved all the good pieces in the box till now. I hey, like that, this that is a That is a... Top tier analogy. Yeah, right there. yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that. Right yeah, there. that was a that was That's a great a metaphor. One. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I I'm jealous. Uh, Jazzy Jazzy Joe says some Alabama fans told me the Texas A&M game didn't matter to the players. Yeah, that's, that's why they why were they fighting lost. so hard at the end of the game to come back. It didn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. They using that old Alabama football reason, like when they lost in the Sugar Bowl to Oklahoma. I mean, yeah. well, we ain't getting the championship, so we ain't really care. <laughs> I mean, we had already won the regular season championship, so it didn't matter as much. I mean, we would have came out differently. Had, 
Wait, they always got, it's wait. always a reason. It's always something. Can, can, can I ask a question real quick about the SEC regular? If we had beat Bama, if Auburn that, that beat game Bama, would have been what determined the, the it would have would have clinched it for A and M if they had won it, right? No, A and M still would have if they had won. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, it yeah. played out exactly how it was, we beat Bama and then Texas A and M won. Texas A and M would have been the regular season champs. Yeah. Right? Mm. I thought about that after after I saw because they put that up in Neville. <laughs> like, make no mistake, the petty was strong in the in the arena. Yeah. And as soon as Bama lost, they put the the final result up on the big board, and everybody went nuts. Um, but I just kept, couldn't help but think, you know, Auburn had a chance, man, to stop Bama yeah, in the I great season it. they were having from even winning the SEC regular season title would have been amazing. Yep. Yeah. Leanne Owen, appreciate you being with us. She says, what a glorious day it was. Bruce was right at the steps greeting greeting the fans when we came in. Ended up sitting by Dylan's mom and younger brother. And when the game was over, Windows uh, granddad gave me, I'm, sh- I'm assuming, a high five hug, something of the nature. Some some uh, uh, some love here. So she messaged me about this. I, I saw them before the game because they were near where we were sitting. And uh, Windows granddad came in and gave them some armbands to go Arm back. Armbands, gotcha. And go, and go back and meet players or staff or something oh, it was nice. like some ba- that's kind of like some extra access they got i thought that was real cool of them they took a, they could they took a cool picture with his granddad but i, I like that the family is out there just finding fans to give back to that was that was amazing for them that's pretty cool that's pretty cool she comes back and says we could be any team's nightmare kind of a, in line with what you said earlier mike she says i want to beat arkansas because i want to get a&m again i want them is there a team you guys really want no, not really. A&M is actually the one team where I'm like, man, Buzz has been giving us fits for a while. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we we kind of owed him some get back. And I think we yeah. could, we could beat him, but we we going to have to play a good game, man, because they play well defensively and they can make shots in clutch moments. They showed that against Bama uh, yesterday. Say, hey, hey, I've been saying this for weeks. I think Texas A&M is the best team in this conference. I think yeah. Kentucky's probably playing the best of any team in the conference, mm-hmm. but I think that Texas A&M is the most complete team in the SEC right now. So it's going to be a tough draw, but it's a team I think that we can beat. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say with Anthony Grant right here, Arkansas is healthy. They were not healthy when they played us, and they went on a, a really doggish late January, early February. They because can't shoot, though. So They can't shoot. But the problem is what I was saying about emotion and get back, they, they feel like they owe us one. And that's, yeah. that, that's not a good thing. Emotionally, I think Arkansas would have the edge against us. I'm not thrilled about that game, but I think we yeah. match up well it's against a tough draw. Yeah. Are they a tournament team? Uh, if Ooh, if I were to say Arkansas now, but th- their record doesn't say what they are now, and that's you know we talk. About I don't think the they are. They I don't think they will be because of when they took their lumps with injuries. They just they didn't get the wins that they needed, and then when they got back well. healthy, they got the um what do you call it? They had their chance against Bama, but they didn't win. They had their chance against uh, Kentucky, but they didn't win. So what's the what's the big win? Right. Yeah, they're eight and ten in conference. That's what yeah. under five hundred in conference is usually like you. You're that's not going. That's not going. Yeah, not yeah. They, they're going. They need the tournament to 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 punch a ticket, probably. Which, right. uh, to your point, emotionally puts them in a different space when they play us. Right. Like I don't think that we need the tournament anymore to to make the uh, to make the uh, the the dance. Right. Arkansas does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ephesians uh, 289 says, correct me if I'm wrong, but Auburn should be in the NCAA tournament regardless of what happens in the SEC tournament. I only say this because the committee didn't take A&M 
2022 tourney run in account. Yeah, I, I it was I think it was widely believed winning you're in. Uh, Auburn had to win one of the last three and be yeah. a 20 win team. Uh, this is Bruce Pearl's fifth 20 win season in six seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that if they're borderline, they've kind of earned the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Right. So, you know, this was a number 12 ranked team that came in and ending your season that way should should have secured it for them. I mean, they're and, the, and how well they played Bama, too. Right. Like you can't right. underscore losing closely to, to, to highly ranked. Teams. Well, the net rankings are kind of bearing that out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they were losing, but they were not moving in the net down in the net right. very much, if at all, uh, because of how they were there, because they take margin of victory into account in that. You know, in that statistic, in Auburn was has just played everybody tough. Uh, Kentucky was the only one that was the only outlier. So when yeah. you look at the totality of their schedule, I just think it's really difficult to look at this team, see that they won twenty games, look at all the close losses to good teams, and say, "Hey, this team doesn't belong in a tournament." Um, Lance Dahl posted something where it was like. If Auburn wins or something like this, some dude, I think Lenardi had us in the first four mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't, is there, is that a possibility? Is that a real possibility that they're in the first four? First I four think out? Joe Lenardi's the only person who has us there. I think, I think we'll be in. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Listen, if we were, if we weren't a bubble team before we beat Tennessee, how are we a bubble team after beating them? Right. But I'm, right. I mean, just, I mean, to be in the first four, I mean, like you're just, like I don't. I mean, was that him thinking that we were going to lose the game? Was that his way of thinking no, that? No, no, no. I, I think he. I think that he was is saying it was, it was. No, it was between. They were comparing us to Memphis or something. In the yeah, what was, yeah in the in the it was, no, it was. I think it was Northwestern. They were Northwestern, talking. Northwestern. Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I was just like, hmm. A team Auburn beat earlier this season, if I remember correctly. Right. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. So I just I was yeah, having like said, trouble. Joe, Joe Lenardi has he's. He has his opinions, and he's entitled to them. I think he's wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm with that. Leanne, Leanne Owen comes back and says Auburn was plus 16 with Zepp on the floor. Listen, man, defense solves a lot of problems. Like, you know, it's you know, it's hard to win when you can't score, but it's hard to lose when the other team can't score. Either. Yeah, for sure. So six minutes of just no baskets. And, you know, and it was funny. I didn't even realize it until after the game. Until they said the it after the game, Jake yeah. Jalen was just, he was like, I didn't realize wait, what they didn't yeah. score yeah. <laughs> over the last six minutes. Wow, yeah, for sure. P pass comes back and uh, comes up and says, Watch the film, Zeb Jasper shutting down Tennessee, uh, shooting guards so much it's a massacre. Yeah. Is this, I mean, I might, I might do this at, at this request. I might go pull Zeb Jasper because here, here's the thing. And I, I think I've mentioned this on here before. I've seen a lot of wild takes in terms of Zepp Jasper on Twitter. People saying this is like one of the worst um, signings that Bruce Pearl has ever made. Mm-hmm. Bruce yeah. Pearl's the only person who thinks that Zepp Jasper can be an SEC caliber guard. He gets overhyped in his ability to play D. I've seen all kinds of takes about Zepp Jasper, and I'm just like... I don't understand where these takes are coming from. Like, I, I'm not saying Zepp Jasper is an NBA caliber guard, but to say the man can't play defense or this was a bad acquisition for this team is just like, right. I just, I don't know where that's coming from, bro. Like, I just don't get that at all. 
So, yeah, I think this would be a good take for me to pull. Just go show Zep Jasper playing defense and talk about why he gets the defensive recognition that he does as, a, as an, an elite on-ball defender. Right. Lisa ATA, uh, ATA Alien says Auburn official account was hilarious and kept showing that lone Tennessee fan yeah, in the listen, student section. Shout out to that guy, man. I mean, he was he was a pillar in a sea of orange and blue. You know what I mean? Just swag surfing all out of sync, albeit. <laughs> but that man yeah. was standing tough right in the middle and you know his, you could tell one of the, the dude next to him was his friend so he was there with a friend uh, but man that guy was living his hell <laughs> in that student section <laughs>